This is Kara Foster from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky, and you're listening to our sermons podcast. And if you want to find out more information, you can connect with us at www.madisonvilledisciples.org or come in person at 1030 College Drive on Madisonville, Kentucky. Subscribe and enjoy these podcasts. Good morning, church. Over the next three weeks, we are reflecting as a church on stewardship and preparing for a new year of ministry in 2021. We have a diligent nominating committee who are faithfully and prayerfully at work to find new leaders, elders, and deacons who can serve and lead in our congregation in the coming year. And soon our executive committee will begin the hard work of crafting a ministry budget that will be taken to the board. So I invite you, if you've received those estimate of giving cards to prayerfully consider how you can commit yourself to financial stewardship. And I am mindful that God has brought the church to this place and to this moment for such a time as this. Over these three Sundays, we are gonna talk about what it means to be the church. And we're gonna use a Psalm, Psalm 98. We're gonna do it over three weeks, a deep dive into this beautiful Psalm and to let it be our compass and our guide as we, as we discern through these days. And it's Psalm 98, it's a joyful Psalm. It says, oh, sing to the Lord a new song for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him victory. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. Psalm 98 is a joyful psalm. It's a psalm of what God has done and what God will do. And you may know this, of the 150 psalms, there is a psalm for every human experience. There are happy, thankful psalms. There are joyful psalms. There are angry, bitter, I'm mad, where are you, God, psalms. There are all kinds. And we know that Jesus quoted from the psalms. In fact, of all the Hebrew scriptures, he quotes from the psalms more than any other text. Jesus knew these words, these words were close to his heart. Um, Even the gospel writers sometimes pulled phrases from the Psalms that spoke to Jesus's life and ministry. We know that even as he lay dying on the cross, he was quoting the Psalms. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then later he would say another, "Into into your hands I commend my spirit. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. This is how Psalm 98 begins. Trust me, I know it is a bit ironic to talk about singing a new song to God when we aren't exactly doing much singing in this place these days. Singing is actually one of the things I noticed first about First Christian Church in Madisonville that at least comparatively, y'all really love to sing. 
Not all of you. Some of you just stand up and stare straight ahead until it's all over. But a lot of you like to make a joyful noise to God. You, you appreciate music in this place. I could just tell there was a vibe, a culture of it. And trust me, I know how hard, particularly hard, for those of you who've been involved in the music ministry, for Alice and for Bill, how hard it is not to be able to do ministry in the same way that we've always done. But here's what occurs to me. One is, we will sing with renewed joy and gratitude again. It's not forever. And frankly, I know now that for the rest of my life, I will never underestimate the gift it is for a group of people to come into a room together and sing praises to God. For the rest of my life, I will always appreciate that because of this experience. The reality is this pandemic has forced all of us out of our comfort zones. I have a retired minister I met in the Gulf down after Katrina, and he's one of those saints of the church who came to this church to help Disciples Volunteering Office who had set up a volunteering uh, service station where a church was hosting groups week after week to be able to help respond after Hurricane Katrina. And this pastor was there helping to oversee it all. And week after week, he always said the same two things to the groups that came. First, every single day after a work day, he would ask you individually, what did you learn about God today? And the other thing he would always say to the start of the week is he would tell every group to remember that just outside the comfort zone is the learning zone. And so he would say, so if you're uncomfortable sleeping on the floor this week, or if you're uncomfortable by the level of suffering that you see around you in this disaster, remember that you are learning, because outside our comfort zone, we are learning. And even in hard moments, even in this time, I'm mindful that we all have an opportunity to learn and to grow, to grow more fully into the person God is calling us to be, to grow as a church in this community, to the community that God is calling us all to be. We have an opportunity to sing new songs. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. We have an opportunity to find new ways of praising and honoring God as a church and in our lives. And I have to tell you, in conversations I have with all of you, I'm already seeing the new songs that you are singing in your life. I have heard about a renewed sense of gratitude and thanksgiving for the gift of your life, for the gifts in your life, for a house, a job, family, friends, food on the table. I've heard you'll never take good health for granted again. I've heard from those of you who have told me they've become more intentional about prayer and scripture and devotional study in your life. I have heard from you who have told me that you have a renewed appreciation for this church 
and what it means to your life and your family. And guess what? Even your church has been pushed out into the learning zone. For example, I find myself to be a reluctant televangelist. <laughs> I would have never planned for that. And yet, here I am, learning to sing a new song of what it means to do ministry in this time. And just this very week, I was checking out some place, and someone checking out my items for me said to me, Foster, right? You're a pastor. And I said, yes. And I was immediately scanning her face, trying to figure out how I knew her. But with masks, as you know, it can be a little tricky these days. And uh, she said, no, we, we don't know each other. I watch your devotionals online every week. And we had this great chat. We had this great conversation and introduction in real life to each other. But I walked away and I thought, you know what? That would not have happened for not this pandemic because the reluctant televangelist in me would never have chosen to do that. But here I am, here I am, trying to learn a new song. I think of this music ministry and how many of us have been moved and inspired by a video that we have watched that Bill Thomas has put together? How many new people have been introduced to First Christian Church Madisonville because they've watched and listened to one of those videos? And how he literally at times has taken your individual voices and edited them one by one by one until you actually are literally singing a new song together. It's a beautiful thing to behold. I think of that online Sunday school classes where teachers are making these videos for students and I think of Easter basket surprise deliveries and backyard popsicle chats with Zach and Elizabeth this summer and uh, the youth even volunteering at the Christian Food Bank in small groups as safely as possible. New ways of doing ministry, new ways of praising and honoring God through these days. I've had people reach out and ask me, what can I do to help right now? What can I do to help the church? I know of some of you who just decided to make certain people your people that you're going to check on and connect with through this pandemic. We have had so many more of you sign up to do online giving than we ever had through the entire time we've had on living, online giving. I know that we have, um, I've preached on a wagon outside, for goodness sakes, and uh, the youth have had outdoor worship and their praise band led their own selves in music and praise. I know that uh, we had a whole bunch of food that we had bought for Logos, and Logos has to be on hold right now. It's, Logos will be back, but it needed to be on hold right now. And one of you, one of our volunteers, wanted to make sure that food did not go to waste. And so it was donated all to the Salvation Army to feed people. Logos will be back, and we can buy more food but we wanted to make sure that food didn't go to waste. And one of you thought of that. 
singing new songs to honor the marvelous things that God is doing. And I'm mindful that one of the most important stories in all of Scripture is the wilderness story, where they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And it always has amused me that some even thought that maybe they should go back to being slaves in Egypt. Not that they liked being slaves, not that it was good being slaves, but it was predictable. It was safe and familiar. At least you knew what to expect. And 40 years, they had to wake up every single day and learn to trust, to trust each and every day that God would make a way, that God would provide a 40-year-long journey of learning to trust. And it's those people, it's those people who wandered for 40 years who sang these words. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he's done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him victory. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. And he has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. Church, we may not quite know how yet. We may not be able to predict the future of what next year will bring. But we still have a story to tell and a song to sing of what God has done in our lives. We have a song to sing about his steadfast love and his faithfulness in our lives, and you have a song to sing. In the early 2000s, a minister I know went on a global ministries trip to Swaziland, which is now called Eswatini, to, to meet with our global partners, our global partners that we actually support through our ministry budget every year. And uh, this pastor was on a listening and learning trip, is what they called it, to learn about our, what our partner church was doing over there in East Watini. And um, as you may well know, that they have a large HIV and AIDS population, and, and the church is doing some amazing things to help respond to this terrible crisis. As you know, they, they have many children who are orphaned. They've lost an entire generation in their church, in their community, and, um, and as we know that it is certainly now, um, thanks to medications, a manageable and treatable disease, as long as you have access to this important medication, which is still, sadly, still a luxury for too many. And our global partners were taking this group around to introduce them to things that they were doing, preschool ministries, hunger ministries, traveling nurse ministries, hospice ministries, amazing work. And this minister that was on this trip, as the week progressed, she was struck with this feeling, this nagging feeling that she really shouldn't have come. It's not that she didn't want to be there and wasn't enjoying herself, but that she thought she was the wrong person to be there. She kept thinking, we need somebody more connected on this trip. We needed 
big donors. We needed doctors and nurses. This, she just felt like she was the wrong person to be there. And um, as they were going, they were brought to a hospice house. Um, and they were, the pastor was taking them around to some of the patients' beds. And they were meeting different patients and talking to them. And they went to a bed with a 19-year-old girl in this hospice facility who she said looked about 12 years old. She was so sick and frail, and she was alone. And my friend, looking at her, was a mother, and she thought of her own kids, who were actually about 19 years old. And so when she looked at that bed, she saw her kid, and she, Remembered all the times, you know, they always sung, um, she sung them bed, bedtime songs all the years. A beautiful voice. She was always asked to sing bedtime songs. And when they had a cold or when they had the flu, they wanted mom to sing to them. So she sat on the bed and took her hand and said, do you mind if I sing you a song? Amen. Amen. 